um, under the title of Faith for Tough Times. Next week, we will be going into a series titled I Am. I Am, and we're going to be talking about the power of identity. It's important for us to know who we are in Jesus Christ as much as it is important for us to know who he is. And so we're going to talk about that, about I am, the power of identity. Today, if you want to turn with me, we're going to go to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, and we're going to read just two short verses, verse 17, verse 18. But I want to preach you under this title, Faith for Tough Times. Faith for Tough Times. How many of us feel like we need to have faith for some tough times? And... Uh, We've been through some tough times, and I wish that I could just tell you that at midnight, you know, two days ago, three days ago, that magically everything shifted and this year is going to be different. I do believe God's going to do some things differently in this year, but I cannot, although I've prayed for an answer and asked and sought God, that everything would just change and somewhat go back to normal, because wouldn't we all love that? I mean, who, how many of us just love normal and like... Well, I'm a fan of my routines. I'm a fan of, of kind of staying in my groove and in my lane. And, um, you know, although I've prayed, it doesn't seem like God has not told me, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just going to go back to the way it was. As a matter of fact, I feel like spiritually that the whole world, the, the kingdom of God definitely is under a shifting. And I, I told Shelly a while back, I felt like last year was a sifting. And I feel like this year is going to be a shifting. So last year, things were sifted. Everything that could be shaken was shaken. Uh, this year, I feel like God wants to do a shifting. And so we need to get on board with what God is doing. And I want to start talking about that. Uh, so Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the field, and there be no herd in the stalls. So get that picture in your mind. It's, it's a bleak picture. Verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Faith for tough times. Everything that can be is being shaken. And we know that. We know God promises that. While we watch and see those things happen, it can be a little disconcerting. It can bring some fear. Fear tries to enter into our lives. But we need to understand and know this one simple fact. God is still in control. He has never had his hand removed from the rudder of our lives. God is still controlling. That is, if we allow him, if we don't allow him to be in control, then he's not in control because he doesn't take over. He allows us to make the choice for him to take over. But this is true. God knows what he is doing and he is not done. And we who are spiritual and walking with God if you've been praying and seeking God, you can sense it. You can sense that God is not done. He is leading some things to a strong division within the spiritual realm where people 
will see what is truth and people who do not see what is truth will just simply be blinded by lies. It's never been not like that in the kingdom of God, but I do believe we are just in a shifting season where God is going to elevate his people. Some of that will be good, some of that will be negatively experienced, but God is doing something and God is in control. It's an interesting day that we live in. If you think about decency, decency is disappearing. We have a very confused culture. We have a disordered generation. The confidence of so many have been shaken. There's a confused generation before us that sees this world as being pointless, purposeless, and transitory. It's just something uh, that is pointless to life. And so why not manipulate life and get everything you can out of it. And we see that happening on scales from personal level in people's lives all the way up to governments around the world. And all that has been trusted is failing. And what has been trusted for stabilization is falling. This societies of the world in their erratic pursuit of the peace and safety that they desire but will not look to God for are dragging us with them in a search for relief. Christian faith, however, was made for such times as these. Everything we experienced last year, Christian faith was made for seasons like that. Everything that we may experience going forward when we read end-time prophecy and the things that we can expect to see in our lives and in this world, Christian faith was made for times like that. The things that appear to be crumbling around us do not have the final word. And so I want to declare emphatically today that faith works. The faith that worked in 2019 that carried you through that year and the faith that carried you through 2020, that faith will work in 2021. Faith just simply works. The prophetic The prophet who we just read knew what destruction looked like. He knew famine. He knew war. He knew sickness. He knew social unrest. He knew fear and tension. He knew it all. He was familiar with it. He knew what devastation meant. His country was being overrun with an enemy. And all around him it was being eaten up and consumed. Marauding bands were coming and taking their flocks from the pastures. The fields lay fallow. Harvests were wiped out. Uncultivated fields because of fear. Think about this last year. So many things people left undone and didn't do all because of fear. I don't know if I should take that action now. I had planned to do that, but everything's changed. Habakkuk knew. Habakkuk understood. He also knew the power of faith. And it was actually him, the writer of Hebrews, and Paul both quoted in Galatians and Hebrews that said, the just shall live by faith. Faith had begun to fail in many hearts. And little wonder, I mean, what should you expect in a time like that where you go out and there's no food on the ground because the harvest is gone and there are sheep that were in your pen the night before and all of a sudden the pasture is empty because an enemy has come in and taken them. And then you have the Babylonians standing ready to take over your country and it's an army you know you can't defeat and God has already said he's not going to step in. 
with all that was going on, faith had begun to fail. People were beginning to say, where was the God of Israel? Where was his protection? What gain was there in serving God if God's not going to protect you and give you the things that make life a little bit easier? What purpose is there? Was there evidence for God being with them? And if there was, then where was it? Surely faith was going to fail, already beaten down by all that the enemy had done and thrown at them. Faith must collapse under the pressure at some point because there is going to be a last straw on the camel's back. But it's in the midst of all this turmoil and admission writes exactly what he sees. The struggle that this prophet is looking at, it's in the middle of all of that that he pulls his shoulders back and made a confession, a portion of which we read as a text. And what a magnificent proclamation it was and tells us of faith because a faith is there for tough times. Faith is designed to stand in the middle of trying times. That's why you have faith. Even if the worst of times. If you wonder if faith can stand in troubled times in which you live, the answer is yes. Yes, 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 it can. Pile on that last straw. Faith will stand the test. Let her complete ruin. Let complete ruin come on the country and famine come in your life. Faith will be found singing all the way through until the end as long as we hold on to faith. Bacchus said in the fields they're laying desolate, trees or may not be blossoming, the fruit of the vine, the oil in the cup, it's not running because the olives have failed, flocks may be cut off, the barn stalls are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. He understood something about faith that I want us to understand today. Faith has this heaven-born logic of its own. Human logic and reason argue that under certain circumstances, faith just would not stand. It must have this breaking point but faith still stands it's why we fear that our faith may fail us at troubled times some say in certain life situations offering faith is like offering a stone when the need is for bread i reject that i'm not saying that there's not a need for us to meet needs physical needs in people's lives but Faith is something greater than that. Faith is a mystery. We must fellowship a mystery if we're going to make it. This year, you need to fellowship the mystery, the mystery of faith and the mystery of God. You need to spend time in the Word of God and time in His presence. The interesting thing to me is that it seems that the godly often endure more than people with no faith. It appears sometimes that they endure more trials Losses, broken hearts, sickness, sufferings, bereavements, inequalities, inequities, mockeries, often tried beyond reasonable endurance. We fear there must come some breaking point. Curse God and die, says unbelief. When Job is at his lowest point and seemed that all was lost, But faith stood the test and caused Job to say, Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. 
Faith will stand the test every time. Faith will hold up under the strain every time. Faith does not do this. Faith does not keep a ledger and on one side are the wins and on the other side are the losses. Faith does not only count when the balance is falling to the right side, the side that we want it to fall to, but faith looks and says it seems out of whack right now. But when I trust God, God knows what's right for me and He will lead me through this. Because even when the balance is in the red, faith blossoms and grows. That's what faith does. Faith is not a fair weather friend. It enjoys the sunshine. Those days are great, but it's ready to face the storm. It hopes for the best of times, but it is not daunted by the worst of times. The biggest struggle you might face will make the power of faith more conspicuous in your life. Faith shines brighter when the world gets darker. That's what faith does. It does not make human sense, but that is how faith works. It's a Hebrew boys in a fiery furnace who look at a king and say, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and He will deliver us from your hand, O King. But if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Faith is that kind of thing where it says, I don't really have to answer you, but I will answer you. Even God is able, but even if God will not, then I still will not. Not bow. That's what faith does. Faith stands up. Faith could live in the furnace, and faith lives here today. Faith is something that is amazing. Faith can be stubborn. The, de- the devil argued with God that Job was only serving him because he was being paid. That's what, that's what the devil was trying to say and convince God of. Does Job serve you for not? God said, we'll find out. Job's faith stood up to everything the devil could deliver. Because here's the secret of faith. Faith depends on God and God alone. Faith does not depend on God's gifts. Faith does not depend on circumstances. Faith does not depend on everything going right. Faith does not depend on everything falling into the right place. Faith just simply stands. Faith that depends on God and God alone, it works all the time. It's not going on a feeling. It's not waiting on everything to be right. It's not waiting on times to be perfect. It's not waiting on God to step in. It just says, I'm going to trust Him. If God said it, faith believes it. That's faith. There was a building they went to remodel. And in the middle of the building, there was a singular pillar that held up the roof of the building. And as they did work, they were cautious around that pillar because they knew that pillar supported the entire roofing structure. But as it became time for them to repair the roof, the most delicate task that they were doing They started to work and what they found is that pillar was not holding up the roof. Instead, the roof suspended the pillar. It had no weight on it. It wasn't bearing anything. It just simply hung. And so it is a person of faith. 
feels like you're holding something up, but the reality is faith is suspending you. Faith is held up by a power from on high. It is God's to give, and He has given faith to you and I. That's the gift of faith. It is a testimony of all God's children. They depend on God, and He is steadfast when everything else is failing. Back at 3.19 goes on. I'm reading King James Version. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hind's feet that means deer's feet he'll make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me to walk upon my high places get a mental image of this the deer being pursued by the hunter the dogs are out and the deer takes refuge in the mountain because faith when it is pushed and must it knows where to take refuge Moses endured and saw the invisible God. That's faith. Noah started building an ark for his family 120 years before a flood. That's faith. David said, he went and took me out of many waters. That's faith. Job leaned over on his staff as he was dying, worshiping God and said, when the canker worms eat my body in my flesh, I will still see God, that's faith. The devil and unbelief may challenge it, but faith stands up. Faith becomes defiant. Some have wondered what happens next. How will I make it? Stop and listen to faith. Faith that was put there when you were born again, baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Spirit. From the one who offers peace that passes all understanding. Faith will rise up and defiantly against the things that are coming against you. Say, I can make it through. The sun will shine again. It's one of the characteristics of faith. It rises, exalting over trouble. Unbelief says the prophet's words are exaggerated. Or says the preacher exaggerates. I'll admit, people can exaggerate. Preachers are people. Prophets are people. They can exaggerate. But faith is not exaggerated. Faith is never exaggerated. And so Habakkuk in chapter 3 verse 18 could say, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I see all that's going on. I see all of the trouble around me, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. To rejoice means I will shout aloud. I'll lift up my voice and I will shout and let every enemy know that there's still a rejoicing before the Lord. I will joy in my God. That word joy means to dance and spin around. So in the middle of a burning field, in the middle of destruction, in the middle of a world being consumed, the only option that faith has is to say, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The cupboards may be bare. Trees may not blossom. Field bread bring no food. Flocks have been cut off and stalls are empty. But I will celebrate the Lord, the joy I will joy in the God of my salvation. You may stand in a desolate, burned over life of ruin, but you can shout. You can celebrate. You can find joy in God. Here's the thing flesh doesn't want you to do that. But faith says the sun will shine again. 
It was the people on the road to Emmaus. I'm getting ready to end. It, it had happened. Jesus had been crucified, their Lord, their Savior, their Master. He was gone from them, taken from them. They were distraught. As they walked to Emmaus, they talked about the destruction. Jesus showing up in their midst, walking with them, and asking them what they're talking about. He said, have you not heard? Have you been under a rock somewhere? All that's happened. And he listens. And then, as they're talking, he says, but didn't he say that? And he's speaking of himself. Didn't he say that all these things would happen? Didn't he say that he'd be crucified? Didn't he say that he'd be put to death? Didn't he also say that he would rise again? Didn't he say, and he begins to tell them of his own promises that he had made to them. And it was only in that moment that their eyes opened and they recognized who is with them. Jesus was with them. You know what happens is we get our eyes on only the negative, the destruction, the things that are going wrong. But something happens with faith whenever you pull your attention back to the promises. And all of a sudden you recognize he has not left. He has not abandoned. It may look bleak on the outside. But faith still lives on the inside. you'll stand with me I feel like someone needs to start out 2021 making a commitment and consecration in yourself that I'm going to stand in faith this year all the stuff that's going on everything that's being wrote about in the world and all of the negative press that's happening I'm not going to deny it It's not what Habakkuk did. He didn't deny. He didn't look over at a tree that had no blossoms and say, I I see one little blossom. He didn't deny anything. He said, I accept that that's what it is like right now. But I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And I just want to tell someone today, you've got some things that you can rejoice and have joy over. The God of salvation has never left you. He's not abandoned you. He is with you. And he's given you the gift of faith that will stand up no matter what is thrown your direction. Lord, you see us here today. God, you see people that are hurting. You see people who have been going through some trials. You see people, Lord, you're not removed from our suffering. You're not far removed from the trials of our life. You understand and you know. And you see us right where we're at. 
God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that someone's faith would be strengthened today. God, that that peace that passes all understanding would move in and would bring encouragement, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you glory and honor. We give you glory and honor. Amen, amen, amen. Why don't you talk to the Lord for a minute and let Him speak to you. Let Him minister to you. Let Him increase your faith. God, increase my faith. Help me to overcome my unbelief. Give me faith, Lord. Give me faith. In Jesus' name.